Welcome to this podcast from Riverside Church Whitstable. We hope you find it helpful and encouraging. If you would like to find out more information about us, why not check out our website at riversideuk.org, our Facebook page, or follow us on Twitter at Whit Riverside. Good morning. morning. Can you hear me okay? Lovely. I just echo that about the worship team. They were just fantastic this morning. You sense the presence of God? Wow. What a privilege we have. Let's just pray. Shall we just take just, just take, take a moment? Let's just pray. Lord Jesus, we worship you alone. We thank you, Lord, that you are our friend and our fortress. We thank you, Lord, for the working of your Holy Spirit. Please, precious Saviour, would you speak to us and lead us this morning? Father, would you enable us to be vulnerable enough to receive from you? Amen. Exactly a year ago, it rained very heavily overnight. Do you remember that? Yes. I was down to speak at Riverside that morning. <laughs> Easy, steady. <laughs> and I received a phone call from Alan um, just as I was about to leave home saying that Riverside was flooded and that church was cancelled. So I changed out of my lovely clean clothes and I swapped my notes and my Bible for a high-vis jacket and Wellington boots. And I walked around this very auditorium And the front part here was underwater. And that's the picture, the pictures that I took. It was horrible. As I walked and I observed the damaging floodwaters, rather than being thrown, I was actually intrigued as to what God wanted to say to us through this seeming disaster. It was also amusing that Matt had chosen the song that day, Lord, come, flood us. I notice you're not here, Matt, but hello on YouTube. (laughs) Happy birthday, Kath. So I'll be honest, I was disappointed not to be able to preach because instead of sharing God's word and praying for people, I stood in the car park sending people away. But I remember, in fact, I had a fantastic conversation with one chap that lasted about an hour, so that was quite good. But I remember what Jesus said. He said, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it will bear a great crop. I decided to allow my disappointment to die in faith. Believing that in a way that I do not and did not understand that God was doing something greater. And today, I am believing for a harvest. Amen. How many folk here today feel unwell? Yeah, okay. Be encouraged, because we're going to be praying for one another at the end. So I say things like, well, I'm expecting a harvest. But what does that actually look like? Well, I believe today, we've heard it already, that we can have an actual encounter with the Lord Jesus. I mean, could you, would you join me 
in having that expectation that Jesus will walk among us today. And at the end, we're going to take some practical steps, going to invite you to take some practical steps that we can receive from Jesus. I'm prepared, I'm excited, I'm humbled, but isn't it amazing that God says that when we call to him, he will answer. Hear that. When you call to him, he will answer. So today, just finishing my little mini-series on the river, and I believe the Lord really wants to just gently flow his refreshing life into each one of us. And how do folk get on with last week? You have a sense of refreshment from the Lord last week? Yeah? Yeah, that's encouraging. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Now, we're following the story. It's found in the Old Testament, in the book of Ezekiel, um, in chapter 47. And you can have a look at that and watch last week to get some more background. But last week, we, we journeyed through with Ezekiel as he walked through this prophetic vision. It gradually unfolded as he went deeper and deeper with God. We saw that the anointing and the presence of God will go with us as we move away from our historical secure Christian bases. And I truly believe, even more so this week, that the Holy Spirit is challenging me, challenging us, to walk with Jesus away from our historical secure places to go deeper with him. So I I shared some of the challenges that, that Jesus puts before us as we go on this journey. And we looked at the fact that God has given us promises in the Bible and we have an opportunity to take ownership of those promises. And we left Ezekiel there on the riverbank, drying off. So when the auditorium was flooded last year, what came in wasn't very nice. But today, as we look at Ezekiel's vision, we see the river gets deeper and the water flows into the sea and makes the salty water fresh. This river, it's a picture of God's presence. It's, It's a picture of the person of Jesus. It's a picture of the work of the Holy Spirit bringing life into the dead areas of our lives. The river is a very simple picture, isn't it? That's not me. But as I prepared, I couldn't shake this phrase out of my mind, and I was thrilled when Simon used it just a few moments ago. I believe that being with Jesus brings transformation. Being with Jesus brings transformation. Now, in the story of the wedding wedding at Cana in Galilee, from John chapter 2, I spoke on that last autumn, and we saw there were these stone jars with hundreds of litres of dirty, unclean foot-washing water. And Jesus transferred that filthy water into the most beautiful, the most precious, the finest wine. And I never tire of that truth, never tire of it, that Jesus, very simply, takes the rubbish and the grot in our lives as we give it to him. And he can turn that into the finest and most excellent wine. Hallelujah. I raise a hallelujah. 
Now, maybe you've not been to church before or you've found this online and church isn't really your thing. Well, let me encourage you that God really loves you. The Bible tells us, a very famous verse, it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, Jesus, that if anyone believes in Jesus, he will forgive their sin. He will give them new life. Isn't that wonderful? And if you don't know Jesus today, keep searching for him. Amazing as it sounds, Jesus wants to clean, give us a clean break. He wants to offer you a fresh start. He wants to shake, help you shake off the selfishness and the heaviness that you carry within yourself. Jesus, in that sense, he sets us free. Isn't that wonderful? And it is free. The Christian writer and speaker, Joyce Meyer, she says this. Bit hard to grasp, but I'll read it slowly. We all have a past. No matter how bad your past is, you can get past your past God can give you a new beginning. God can use you greatly and give you a future. The Bible tells us he gives us a hope and a future. Isn't that good? From the darkness and the dirt, he gives us hope and a future. What a wonderful saviour. Only Jesus can bring this change. We can invite him to live inside us. Invite him to become the Lord, the boss of our life. And today, God God nudges. He calls people to come back to him, whether you're a follower of Jesus already or whether you're not. Jesus does not come. He doesn't come with harsh judgment. He doesn't pull at your guilt strings. He just comes in grace. He holds out nail-pierced hands to you today and he says come come be forgiven come and receive Jesus offers compassion he offers life he offers love he won't shout at you so back to Ezekiel well the word Ezekiel means God strengthens and I believe that we need modern day Ezekiel's. We need those who will strengthen folk through love, practical support and encouragement. And we, and we see that working here at Riverside and in other churches in Whitstable and Herne Bay, people who show the love of Jesus and encourage people. But I don't think we need Old Testament Ezekiel's anymore. We don't need weird and wacky prophets declaring God's judgment and putting laws and harsh guilt on people. Because Jesus did send, God did send those prophets in the Old Testament. But now, he has sent the best prophet, the one and only, the ultimate prophet. And that's our Jesus. The Apostle Paul, uh, he wrote a lot of the New Testament. He wrote to the Ephesians. And uh, he was a man who had a pretty bad past. He would have understood what Joseph Mayer was saying. And he said this in Ephesians chapter 2, 
verses 4 to 10. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, that's our sin, that's our bad stuff, he made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. And he raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the ages to come, he might show the immeasurable riches of the grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace, you have been saved through faith. This is not of your own doing. It is a gift from God. Not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Isn't that amazing? Maybe you just like to look at those verses. You might just like to close your eyes. Let's just soak in that truth. Father, we want to thank you. Father, thank you that you are rich in mercy. Thank you, Father, that you love us with a great love, greater than any human love we can know. Thank you, Father, that through Jesus we are made alive. We are given new life. We have a new position with you. Father, thank you for your incredible grace that has saved us. It's nothing of me, Lord. It's all of you. Jesus, I want to thank you that each person here, each person watching and listening, are your workmanship, beautifully, wonderfully created and formed in love by you. And Jesus, thank you that there are good works for us to do, that we have a purpose We have a calling to share that good news with others. Now, you you may be be new to Riverside. This this may be the very first time that you've come. And you might start picking up up phrases people saying. may even heard them this morning. Phrases like, I sense God spoke to me. Or, I feel the Lord is leading us to this or that. Or, I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to minister. So what's all that about? Well, I believe that we need to follow, and it's important to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. That can come through prophecy, dreams, pictures. There are different ways that God speaks to us. And and I want to share just a couple of ways in which I believe the Lord speaks to us as ordinary earthen vessels. Ways in which we can hear God. We don't need to be weird, don't need to be strange, but I believe that God can speak to us today because Jesus is sending us to reach others and first he will equip us to go. So how many people here believe that they've heard God speak to them? That's exciting, isn't it? Okay. One of the key ways I think that God speaks to us is through the Bible. Now we're, we're living in modern days and uh, we all have our phones and our iPads 
And there are three apps here which you may find very useful to add to your phone, all recommended by Simon and Keeley, I have to say. Now, Lectio 365, Simon recommended that November 2, 2019. That helped me immensely during lockdown. It's daily readings. It's backed by people like Pete Gregg, Phil Togwell, real men and women of God from around the world who share each day. And now there's an evening one, which you can fall fall asleep to, which is excellent. So let me recommend. And it's free. If it's free, then I'm interested. (laughs) And then another one that Simon recommended was the Bible in one year. That's Nikki Gumbel, who does Alpha. Um, I'm on day 141 at the minute. It's very good because you see the whole Bible in context. Um, difficult stuff in Leviticus and so forth, the numbers, lots of things happening and wars. And re- reading the whole thing together with some teaching is very helpful. So let me recommend that to you. And then finally, something that Keeley um, recommended to me, which is an app, Live From Rest. Very helpful, especially if you get a bit low, you get, you get anxiety, worried about things, or you just want to... Sit quietly, listening to scripture with birdsong or rivers running. It's lovely. So, again, that gets a good, uh, good grilling on my phone. So, let me recommend those to you. And, of course, the, the Gateway Bible app is very useful as well. But these are just tools. I really do believe that learning verses of scripture, back to our old Sunday school days, are so helpful. It creates a reservoir of the word of God inside us, which is we can draw on in times of need. And uh, I just love walking along the seafront at Whitstable and uh, I'll sometimes pick a verse or pick a psalm. Uh, So I might pick Psalm uh, 27, for example, and I'll be walking along and uh, I've forgotten it now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh "Oh Lord, you are my God, earnestly I seek you. No, that's 63. One thing I've desired, that's right, that I will seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I just say that over in my mind and just think about what that looks like in real terms. Or Psalm 36, how, 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 um, how blessed, O Lord, is your unfailing love. We take refuge in the shadow of your wings. We feast, Lord God, on the abundance of your house and we drink from your rivers of delight. For with you, Lord God, is the fountain of life. And in your light, we see light. It's great. Or if you just have, the Lord is the one who shepherds me. Just think about it. Just meditate. Meditating on scripture is so good. It's so helpful. I believe the Bible, it's like a life-giving river. Now, when the children of Israel were in the wilderness... They had to go out every morning and they had to get fresh, fresh manna. And I believe that it's the same with the Bible. The Bible doesn't change. The truths in it don't change. But each day the Holy Spirit can illuminate, bring things to your attention you may not have seen before that can encourage you. It may be that that is your word for the day. As we know, the famous, the famous verse in Psalm 119, it says, Your word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. How true is that for many of us? Another way of hearing God, well, there are some great Christian books around. Uh, Be wise about what you buy. Maybe ask people you trust what they recommend. 
but books by people like Spurgeon, N.T. Wright, Pete Gregg are all extremely helpful. And it might be as you read those things that something jumps out at you. You think, oh, that's good. And then you might think of someone in the church. So just text them. Hi, XYZ, I was just reading this. I hope it encourages you. It's a way that we can encourage one another. How many people have downloaded the Chosen box set? Oh, yeah. Very impressed with myself. I I managed to download it without being frightened. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I am under 30. Or is it 13? Um, But again, I've only seen the first one. But it was suggested from the front that we have a look at it. I have. Very helpful. It's stories, stories about Jesus. Things that will just lay on your heart, you'll think about. It's good. It's healthy. However, there are lots of different voices, aren't there? Lots of different voices in the world. So how do you tell the difference between God's voice and your own voice? Well, for me, it's been a a learning exercise. So if I've got a word or a picture, which I think may be for someone, there's three little things that, that I do, three little filters that I run it through. Firstly, I ask myself, is what I'm sharing based on my love and desire of well-being for the person I want to share it with? Secondly, does it promote Jesus rather than me? And thirdly, is it an encouragement or am I actually putting something on them because I want to change their behaviour? Good keys. And if you're being prayed for, always be aware of that too because it's very important if you have a word or someone shares it with you. One, I don't think it can ever be completely directional. And secondly, you need to weigh it in your heart. Weigh it in your heart. Does it sit comfortably with you? Bounce it off others that you trust. Don't just take every word that people give you and say, that's God. We have been given common sense. So we see in this, in this passage in Ezekiel a lot of picture language. So if you're interested in the prophetic and, and receiving pictures from God and so forth, this is a great place to start and have a little look. So, for example, we see that the river goes down into the sea and the salty water becomes fresh. Now, rather than me unpacking that, which I'd love to do, <laughs> what does that say to you? In your mind, think of that river going into the salty sea and the water becomes fresh. What does that say to you? If you're chatting to someone, how could you maybe encourage them using that picture? So, um, as I say, I I get these kind of pictures and and impressions in my mind. Bible verses can sometimes jump out to me a little bit. And uh, it's a journey following the Holy Spirit but I've learned you've got to hold these things lightly. Hold it lightly. Don't get too intense. Because we are God's children. And children trip up, fall over, messy, as we heard in Lectio this week. Um, but God knows our heart. So that shouldn't stop us from reaching out and loving people and giving it a go. Now, there are many examples of giving prophetic words that I could now give you. But should we do a live one? Yeah, I'm going to pick someone at random. Leanne! (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't random, she knew. Don't worry. (coughs) Have you got a mic? Please. 
Leanne, everybody. Hello. Little ripple. Now, I just asked Leanne to come up because I know she's got a prophetic age. And um, so uh, to a couple of times over the last year, I've sensed God give me a word for Leanne, which I've shared with her privately. And then she's gone off and done with it, whatever she wants to do. Um, I'll ask you to comment on that in a minute. Please say it was all right. <laughs> um, but as I was preparing, I kept seeing a picture of two pieces of string and Leanne. So this, 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 is, this is just a workshop now, okay? This is a workshop. So coffee's available. Please play with the rubber balls on your table. But uh, this is a workshop. So I saw two pieces of string. So could you, could you do that for me, please, Leanne? Oh, perfect. So here's, here's a piece of string, and this piece of string represents Leanne's life, Okay. Now, I haven't completely practiced this at all. We've never, you have no idea about this, do you? No, so, so I'm kind of stepping out the boat here. So if you'd like to pinch that with your fingers, and now I'm going to pull it, and you're going to let go a bit, and it will just slide away, okay? Ouch, sorry. Okay. There we are. So that, that, that's what I saw, okay? So for those listening on the tape... The, the string has just run right through Leanne's fingers. Then I sensed the Lord show me this, which is a piece of string with knots in it. So you might want to hold that at the bottom, like that. And as I pull it up, what happens? You get stuck. Okay, and then we go to the next one, and then what happens? Stuck again. Oh, good, it's working. And the next one? Stuck again. Okay, and the next one? I'm stuck again. Stuck again, love it. Very interesting using the word stuck. So, what I sensed the Lord saying was that Leanne's life, if it's just a piece of string with no knots on, there's no grip, there's nothing to grip on, there's nothing to hold on to. It just, it's, it's not very secure. But I sense the Lord is creating this in your life. The presence, the time you spend in his presence, the time you spend in prayer is a knot. It gives you that security. The hours you put in behind the scenes, unseen. Tears for the young people, that's another knot. When difficulties and struggles come, battles come, that's another knot. And I believe that the Lord is saying that you are secure and that these knots are not something that are there to um, give you hassle, but they're actually giving you foundation to your life. Cool. Amen. Amen. So basically, that was it. Does, does that make sense? I should, I should be asking, does that make sense? It does, yeah. Okay, so what would you... Now, again, I'm, what would you do with that now? I'll give you those. What, what oh, would you thanks. do with that now? Um, I would put it in my Bible so that it's there to remind me that God has spoken to me. And when I have a moment where I am either struggling or I'm in my shed praying for the young people... I'd probably get a piece of knotted string and tie it to the bike just to remind me of the word. Um, obviously, I'll pray about it just to make sure it has come from God. I feel it has come from God because my heart is fluttering and I'm feeling a bit... Oh. Um, so I'm pretty sure it is. Um, that's how God confirms in me when he's speaking to me. My heart will beat a lot faster. Um, my fingers will be a little bit shaky. Um, and I'll just have that kind of energy... Um, and it just confirms that God, God is speaking. So I just feel that, yeah, that's definitely a right. word for me from God. So okay. thank, thank you. you. Give the mic back to Simon. Thank you very much. Thanks, Leanne. <clears throat>
So I believe that it's extremely significant that God has appointed Leanne to lead the kids' work and Jake to lead the young people. See, the disciples, they, they, they'd been with Jesus for three years and they were still arguing about who was the greatest. But Jesus took a little child and he put them in the middle and said, this, this is how you receive me. And you think, well, Julian, you're talking about getting in the river and it all sounds very kind of ethereal and out there. Well, maybe the Holy Spirit is saying to you, get involved with the children. Get involved with the young people. Now, if you're a parent or a grandparent, when you remember, you pray, don't you, for your grandchildren or your children. We can pray for the work, pray for these guys who are serving so faithfully behind the scenes. In the book of 1 Samuel, we read about Samuel's parents, and they give this young boy to Eli, who was not a great dad, and his two brothers, who were extremely dodgy. And this little boy lived in a very unhelpful environment, although he was in the temple of God. And what did God do? God spoke directly to this little boy. Isn't that our heart for these young people? That God would speak directly through them, uh, directly to them. And there's nothing more exciting than when, young, when the Lord gets hold of young people. And I'm a bit out of the boat here, but I believe that the Lord is going to raise up leadership of a new generation from among the children here at Riverside and our young people. And I believe we need to serve our children well, and it's very much a heart of what the leadership are doing and priorities that have been made. We need to pray for our children. Take an interest. Get involved in serving, supporting Jake and Leanne. I believe it's a work of the Holy Spirit. Now, as followers of Jesus, we're running a race. Somebody says this in Hebrews, that we're running a race. And uh, people have often said it's a marathon and it's not a sprint. Do you know what's coming? (laughs) Yeah, you know what's coming. But it's not a marathon and it's not a sprint. It's It's a relay. It's a relay. Now, part of the story of Simon and Keeley, when Julia and I first joined the church, um, I would be at work and I listened to anything and everything I could get from TEC. All the preaching from all the people, Chris and others, um, everything. I just wanted to fill myself with what God was, had been saying to the church we were becoming part of. And part of it was the service when Simon and Keeley were set apart. And there was a baton. I don't know if it's still here. <clears throat> but um, it was about Simon and Keeley taking the baton and moving on. And I believe that's what we should be doing for our children as well. We should be modelling Jesus, loving one another, because they are watching us. They will pick it up in the spirit, what we are doing. And I believe that we should be supporting our young people. And it's very exciting what God has got in in store for our children. So just uh, coming into land now. In the book of John, we read this. On the last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, Let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit 
whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, since Jesus was yet to be glorified. So we had this huge festival going on in Jerusalem. It was day seven, and the crowds were being reminded of this story from Ezekiel. And water was bought, probably in a golden jar, from the pool of Siloam, and it was poured down the steps of the temple. This was the last day. This was the greatest day. This was the time of significance and Jesus turned up. Isn't that great? If you're coming to a day of significance, let Jesus turn up. He stood rather than sitting. Now that broke all the tradition of the rabbis. I did say rabbis. And the Bible only rarely says that Jesus spoke in a loud voice, but on this occasion, he did. So I think we need to take note. Our rabbi, our teacher, is speaking on a significant day. He's standing, and he's speaking in a loud voice. And today, I believe that invitation is exactly the same, to be filled with the living water that only Jesus can give. He would said to the Samaritan woman earlier in his ministry that he would give people a water that would satisfy them. It would continually flow in them and out of them. Because this river is not just for us to get lovely and blessed, it's for us to go and to give and to serve and to show the love of Jesus to others. So look what we have. We have the religious authorities sending a jar to collect water from the pool of Siloam. And yet shortly afterwards, Jesus sends a blind man to the very same pool to be healed. Here's the one for your fridge. Jesus today does not offer you man-made religious symbolism. He doesn't. He offers healing. He offers breakthrough, breakthroughs and those things that matter to you. He offers living water. He offers him his very self. Because the water doesn't now flow from a symbolic jar. It flows from him. It flows from us. I think we have a wonderful commission from God to receive more of his Holy Spirit and then to be equipped to serve other people, disciples new and old and potential followers of Jesus. Peggy, would you like to, this is your, this is your wave. Lovely Peggy. Oh, look, here we go. <clears throat> I believe that four people are going to walk out of the building. <laughs> Thank you. It'll come clear in a moment. So I simply believe today there is an invitation from Jesus. An invitation from Jesus to receive refreshment. Basically, what those guys are doing is they're going to go outside and they're going to get some lovely fresh, hopefully it's cold, it's been in the fridge, fresh water, and they're going to take them to the four stations around the room here. And what I'd like to do is I'd like to encourage you to, uh, when I say, (laughs) to come and get yourself um, a cup of water and then to go back and sit in your seat and then we will drink together.
But the other thing I'd like you to do is I'd like you to retain your cup. And this, again, is, is a bit like with Leanne's word. It's something I just sort of sense somehow, maybe God was saying to me, that take the cup home, okay? When you take it home, you might want to put another drink in it. You might want to put holes in it and plant seeds in it and let that become a picture. So if you've got mustard and cress growing, it's a picture of God bringing new life. What was an empty cup is now bringing new life. Clean it up, put sweets in it, give the sweets to local kids, paint it, fill it with shelves, do something creative, but let God speak to you out of this old paper cup. When you look at the commissioning of prophets like Jeremiah and Ezekiel, they had these amazing encounters with God, and then God says, what do you see? And he says, I see an olive tree. Well, 10 out of 10, we're surrounded by olive trees. It was a very simple everyday thing. What do you see? I see a pot. Well, there are pots everywhere. God can use the simplest things just to encourage us. So um, if you're watching online, let me encourage you to pause me. Go and get yourself a cup of water. And then, folks, if you would like to go and get yourself some water, please do. Bring it back to your seat. And if the guys, the Amy, would like to join me again, that would be fantastic. So please just come and get yourself some water, come back, and then we'll see what's going to happen. Just while you're collecting your drink, um, the Bible tells us that um, we carry this treasure in earthen vessels. And I think it was about three weeks ago that um, uh, we, had a, we had a time of worship. And um, I was in a good place with God, and yet I was battling quite dark thoughts. I was feeling sort of quite under pressure. I wasn't feeling great. And at the end of the time of worship, which was very precious, Simon said these words. He said, we carry this treasure in earthen vessels, chipped and broken, and yet God still chooses to use us and fill us. And that so blessed me. I felt so refreshed. I felt so much better to commit anxieties and fears to the Lord. Simon just took a simple scripture he just spoke it and it brought life and healing and refreshment to me. What we're going to do in a moment is we're going to, we're going to drink together. And then we're just going to ask the Lord just to do what he wants to do for us and in us. If you sense the Lord is saying anything to you, anything that you feel you might want to share, then just come down the front. If you're not sure, grab Simon and Keeley. And let's just see where the Lord takes us. But it's not to be a frightening, scary time. Just remember that sense of God's presence we had at the very beginning. How precious that was. Thank you for listening. If you would like to contact us about this talk, to hear more or to find out about Riverside Church Whitstable, then visit our website at riversideuk.org. Also, you can contact us through our Facebook page or tweet us at Whit Riverside.